Carlos Correa, not coming to San Francisco, going to New York. Rob, how are you? Are you okay? You know what? Um, I was in a bad mood yesterday and, and today for the most part. But the one shining silver lining today was I was watching Family Matters before work. And it was a special episode, a Christmas episode with Urkel and everything. And it just it, it reminded me of the importance of special episodes. Like you got like, Saved by the Bell, Family Matters, Full House growing up. You had episodes, you know, Christmas episodes, uh, episodes about guns, gangs, drugs, drinking and driving, just special episodes that really hammer home important things in life. Tonight on the Say Hey podcast, this is going to be a special episode. Let's do it. It is episode 93 of the Say Hey Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Doug Hayes. It is December 22nd, 2022. Rob, let's dive into it, man. Uh, Carlos Correa was coming to San Francisco, uh, reached an agreement, 13 years, $350 million last week. And then all of a sudden, just before midnight our time, we start getting notifications and son of a bitch, who breaks it full circle? John Heyman says out of nowhere, the uh, Mets are, are in agreement with Carlos Correa for 12 years, $350 million. And I don't think any of us have picked up our jaws off the ground yet. Um, what the fuck happened, dude, with this whole physical thing? I It's crazy. I, I um, Yeah, you know, despite all of the anger and um, just kind of disappointment i have i'm kind of i'm just kind of at a loss for words honestly and the funny part about Heyman is yeah i mean talk about a full you know villain arc he starts off with the arson judge gets us going okay he tapers off and whatever kind of things get better and then he he's the one who breaks carlos correa bouncing on the giants in, in a sense and going to the Mets. So yeah, John Heyman, fuck off, man. I, I don't care if I ever see a tweet from you again. I might block you. I don't block people either, <laughs> but, but you get, yeah, blocked. I, I, yeah, I get blocked all the time, but I don't block <laughs> people, but John Heyman, he might get blocked, but yeah, man, I, this is Dean. this is un- unprecedented stuff. I, you know, I've been watching sports since I was four or five years old, just like you have. And a lot of crazy shit has happened over over the years in terms of players and free agency and deals getting washed out for this reason or another. But for a team that was in the Giants position, I mean, everybody knew throughout the league how hard it has been for them to reel in a big time star that didn't come through their system. You know, we're not talking about Pablo Sandoval and Buster Posey and Tim Linscombe and Matt Cain, Massimo. No, not them guys from outside mercenaries, if you will. 
it's been so hard for them to bring those guys in and help out without doing it via trade. So when news broke nine days ago about Carlos Correa coming to the Giants, we were on the air. Doug, you broke it. You know, Jeff Passon's tweet. You know, we'll we'll never forget where we were, right? <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, they have broken through that barrier. They have got a top five player in baseball, a perennial MVP candidate as the centerpiece of what they want to do for the next decade plus. And I said it, I think on here, it just, it changed my entire outlook on ownership, on Farhan, on just everything, you know, the entire front office. It, it, yeah. Farhan and ownership are, are hand in hand in this. So I'm going to refer to them as the front office. No more single yeah, well, owner, ownership together. They're, they're together. Cause, Got cause it. we don't, cause we don't know. We don't know everything, but it was like they they did it. They 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 got they finally got somebody, and this guy is going to lead to other guys coming in. This guy is going to set the example, just like Barry Bonds did. And somehow, some way, on the morning of his introductory press conference, which was a- admittedly kind of it took a long time for that to happen i felt like my like, damn this it's been like eight days man what the hell's going on so it, it we wake up it's happening you know we're, we're in a good mood we hear it's getting postponed and i wasn't really worried uh, when i heard it was postponed because i'm like okay it's postponed it's not canceled so and we still just, recorded we, that day too like it it was, was, we, yeah yeah whatever. it was not yeah we, we weren't stressing and um but I, I, I got I to gotta admit, though, the longer that day went on, as much as I tried to convince myself that things weren't right or things were OK, everything's fine. I, I, I could I could feel it in my bones that, some, that something was wrong. And I just I, I was in denial, denial, denial. You know, Doug's right. Everything's fine. This guy's right. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. You know, just shut up. Just go to sleep. And True, I, I wasn't to- tripping. Yeah, I try and I try to go to sleep too, but then yeah, we get back to Heyman. We 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 get that tweet. He's not a giant anymore. He's a Met, and I just I don't. I've never seen anything like this before, man. So it's it's really hard to put. It's really hard to put into words and wrap my mind around what happened because I have nothing really to compare it to. You use the right word. It's unprecedented. There's nothing we've ever seen in, in all professional sports uh, like this. You know, physicals happen all the time. Um, they're required. Totally understand why before you sign a deal and, and all that and get that. But to see something of this magnitude with a star of this magnitude, um, arguably the second biggest free agent in, in this class behind Aaron Judge, who's a superstar, um, this is something that like, if it happened to another team that wasn't mine, I'd probably kind of chuckle and be like, damn, that sucks. That blows. <laughs> and for it to be our team, um, dude, like, I don't even like saying it hurts is like an understatement. And there's so many thoughts that I'm sh- we'll try and get out as much as we can in this next ep- or in this episode. But, um, obviously, you know, what happened, like, uh, the physical is happening um, Tuesday morning. 
Uh, it got postponed, apparently, according to reports. And we're going to, you know, if we refer to something and not know the name, like, sorry, but, you know, there's there's Andrew Bagley, there's Susan Slusser, there's Jeff Passan, there's John Morosi, there's, you know, John Heyman, everything. Um, Alex Pavlovich, there's, there's so many people that have come out with things and they have all just kind of run into each other. But, you know, reports were that Carlos Correa was in a suit. He was excited. He was ready to go. Uh, not even worrying or thinking about the physical. He was excited to be a giant, was ready for his press conference. Um, another report I saw, he he and his family were looking for houses in Lafayette already. Like th- this was, you know, this was happening. And Correa was reportedly excited to be a giant. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, we get the notification, hey, the the physical what didn't go 100% great and they're postponing the press conference and then you and I still recorded the other day and the whole episode was focused around Brandon Crawford moving to third and because Correa is at short and you know and we're kind of like it's fine I'm sure they'll figure something out and then yeah like kind of throughout the day you're like okay well why haven't we really heard anything you know fast forward to now you know over well over 48 hours later and we still haven't really heard a lot from the Giants themselves right um which is very frustrating Yes. According to Alex Pavlovich, you know, Farhan Zaidi, the president of baseball operations, met with the team via Zoom tonight, answered questions. I think, you know, it was there are a lot of confusion. There's a lot of uh, there's there's some anger, I guess. Uh, I totally understood. And, um, you know, it's just it is it's kind of it's kind of hard to find out, you know, and while we've gathered more information as these last couple of days have gone on, um, and literally when something new comes out, it's it's worse. It just makes things worse. It's not like, oh, well, even like at a minimum, like, oh, I guess I can understand that a little bit. No, nothing. There's no silver lining in all this, and we'll get into more too. But to know that this is all over a fractured fibula, you know, close to the ankle, that happened when Carlos Correa was 19. This was eight years ago. He was in the minors still. He's gone on to have a very successful eight years, win a World Series in 2017 with the Astros. And in the last three years, he's played in 80 to 85% of his games. It's not a specific number, but he's been relatively healthy the last three seasons. If there was anything in the last few years, injury-wise, that pertained to him, it was his back. You know, we heard about his back, whatever. You know, like, that would even be like a, huh, you know, it sucks that they're red flagging it, but we do know that he's had back issues. Nope, not that. Something that was an issue before he even stepped on a major league fucking field. So, what the hell, dude? And it kind of, like, this is this is like my first point here. The Minnesota Twins, who he was with last year, played i think 136 games in out of 162 the twins freshly know him better than any team right now they offered him 10 years they knew that hey we wanted to keep our star around they were all you know all in as much as they could Uh, obviously the giants outbid them so if the twins are ready to keep him around then what's the issue that doesn't make sense uh yeah man i I wish we knew the answer, but we don't know the answer. We are just, like you said, 48 hours later, we're here just still speculating because we haven't really been told anything, Um, which is really, I mean, it's just really embarrassing for 
the Gi- Giants ownership for Farhan Zaidi, just for the play. I mean, for any anybody involved with the Giants, I'm embarrassed as a fan. I'm you are too. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. this is I mean, this is a shit show, you know, to the highest degree. And because I mean, it's it, it's 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 embarrassing to how other players in the league see you, other agents like when you when you withdraw and and, and offer. And the team he played for a year ago is like, well, I don't know what the hell these guys are talking about. And the new, and then of course the New York Mets, um, yeah, I don't know what the hell these guys are talking about either. Like that seems pretty. Um, he seemed, we haven't heard about that. You know, that's that's not you. That's not even an issue. So for for all for all that to happen, and have it laid out in front of the Giants, and for and for the Giants to basically go into turtle mode. And not come out for two days and and hide and not really defend themselves here. I mean, I I've never seen anything like it. So it's it's so it's so hard to put into words what, what we're what what we're seeing because a lot of people, myself included, got emails yesterday getting pushed about ticket packages and, yeah. and, and, and and who's on there Carlos Correa with Christmas lights wrapped around his neck like so <laughs> and I'm like are you, are you fucking kidding me like what this is I mean this is it, it it's it's like if it was their sole goal to make themselves look horrible in every stretch of the imagination in this process they succeeded they succeeded I mean it's like self-sabotage for a team that had struggled so mightily to get a player of his caliber in their door and on their field, and for them to say, nah, it's fine. We're good. Good luck negotiating with other teams. Dude, fuck all of you. Fuck Faron. Fuck Greg Johnson. Fuck Larry Bear. Fuck all of them. And to not give us an explanation, it just... Unfor- unforgivable because when something like this happens you would think at least one of those guys would be the, would be scrambling i'm talking scrambling to get a microphone and get in front of the camera and explain yourselves because for a guy if a guy like farhan and Pete patula who had just got here i mean asses are on the line you look like a fucking idiot right now yeah all yeah so if nothing else especially farhan farhan is in a is in a con is in a contract year as a GM. Yes, you he know, is. He is. And people again, Pipatula, who I imagine wants to be here, just got here. So their reputations are on the line and you're getting nothing. And I, I, I've been telling you and everybody, <laughs> best case scenario as a fan here, okay. The owners don't don't prioritize winning, then sell the goddamn team. To somebody who wants to win, but guess what? You, the owners aren't, aren't going to fire themselves. Like they have, like like our our good friend Tyler Hall put it, Giants ownership is basically a you know a real estate company who that happens, happens to, to that happens to own a baseball team at the moment. Yeah. And as a fan, that's how it feels, and it fucking sucks. Well, let's talk ownership and management. Um, this is this is a team that was trying to move on and recover from Bobby Evans in the previous regime's downfalls, you know, from 2015 through 2018. 
some bad contracts, bad trades. And, you know, they came in and said, hey, we want to shred these bad contracts. It's going to be a rough couple years. Understood. Totally respect that. Mm-hmm. And this was the offseason that everybody's been looking forward to. 2022. You know, uh, 2020 was a weird year for everybody. Giants hung around in a shortened season in the postseason race. But it was kind of like, well, you know, short season, they hung around, whatever. They're not supposed to be there, but good for them. They won 29 out of 60 games. Then 2021 comes along, and they win 107 games. And I've said multiple times, all 2021 did was buy this front office time. Buy this front office time and show, okay, well, maybe what they're doing can work. And so in 2022, they doubled down on it. They went platoon heavy. They signed, you know, Wood, DiScofani, and Cobb um, for not super expensive contracts. They bring in Jock Peterson for one year, six million last year. And some of those guys worked out, but some didn't as well. And the weird contract with Carlos Rodon, 81 and 81, 500. And it's I like we were frustrated, I think, as a fan base, of course, that this team, you know, was 26 games worse. Nobody was expecting them to win 107 again, but it was like, okay, you know, what didn't things didn't go great this year, but um, you know, this offseason's coming up, and this is the one we've been waiting for. The the big contracts are off the books. Now this team's gonna go spend. Swinging a miss on Aaron Judge, that's a whole different weird situation. Obviously, he didn't want to be here. Yes. And then they finally, like you said, they finally get a guy, a star like Carlos Gray to come here after Stanton and Lester and Otani and Judge didn't come. And, Har- you know, Harper. And Harper, of course. I can't, yeah, of course I didn't say Harper, but yeah, Harper back in 2019. All these swing and misses with stars. And we know that, and we've read through articles and interviews with Greg Johnson who is, you know, the face of ownership now uh, for San Francisco, that he brought in Farhan to kind of be the, hey, shed contracts, build the farm system, and, you know, then we'll compete that way. And then Greg Johnson doubles down back in September, I think, you know, after this year, was it going as well? And he said, hey, you know, we won't be outbid by anyone. We're going to spend money. Makes a huge mistake by saying we're going to be in the 170 to $180 million range dumb don't put a number out there because now we have expectations even though all of us kind of laughed at that number because realistically that's not a number you're going to compete with in today's baseball hell no got to be over 200 yeah um and it's it feels like we're keeping this same method of well hey farhan just keep the you know keep that payroll low we're going to continue to to build the farm and it's like well so did did we just back out of this contract because we were afraid to spend the money? I mean, because I think the majority of us, that's what conclusion we're jumping to right now. And I don't think it's a bad conclusion to jump to. Yeah, I, I agree. And especially with the reports coming out today that minority owners were texting players saying, yeah, we have no idea what the hell is going on. What the heck? Yeah. All, all we've been hearing for the past week is how all in we are on Carlos, Carlos Correa. And I mean, these are minority owners. I'm not... I, I mean, hell, I mean, Buster Posey's a minority owner. I don't know yeah. what that. I don't know what that means, you yeah. know. But I mean, if but but if part of ownership was under the impression that all, all the owners were, you know, balls deep in on Carlos Correa, then that really takes us all, all the way back to square one. You know, I, I don't, I don't envision 
you know, Farhan or Pete Petula walking back that offer because they're, I mean, I, I, I got, I got, I got to believe, you know, that, you know, that they're, they're the ones that made that offer. I mean, I, we, we saw, we saw Scott Boris say that Greg Johnson had a big impact on, on bringing a career. I mean, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Apparently he was, did most of the talking during the negotiating process. Yeah. That's I mean, when, 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 when there's, when there's a big, when there's a big splash like that, you know, it usually comes down to ownership and, Sure. That's why you, that's why you, you heard about Hal Steinberg making the call to Aaron Judge at the end, Steve Cohen making the call to literally fucking everybody yep. out there, you know, to steal every deal. So it, that's why that's why I don't know what to say here and, and who to point at. Like that's why I'm just saying front office put them together. Yeah, for, I mean, you're all together. I mean, none of you have a leg to stand on here. You've never brought in a free agent of of consequence. You know, you've never done anything outside of a three of three year deal since all you guys have been here and you want to talk about things popping up in a physical well that's really interesting because Anthony Scafani had a great 2021 they give him a three-year extension but if you recall he finished 2021 with a bum foot and an ankle that he's that he uh, suffered in that Mets game covering first yep. and he wasn't really the same after that Whatever, he gets to the offseason, gets a three year extension. No, no, no red flags popped up on on that physical. Nope, signed, sealed, delivered. No, nope. I mean they have continuously tried out Brandon Belt, who has you know wor- worse knees than I put on Twitter, Lieutenant Dan, and it's true. Like, but they keep finding reasons to give him a qualifying offer and to bring him back for this amount of money. I mean, uh, how they were, they were willing to give Carlos, Carlos Rodon, you know, I, I mean that, I mean, it was such a, it was such a cheap friendly deal for a player, you know, with, with, with the one year opt out, but they were willing to go after him despite all his history of not being able to pitch more than, you know, 15, 16 start, starts a year before he, yeah. before, he before he flames out. Yeah. So all this, Oh, the, the, this popped up and, we we didn't feel comfortable, like you said, putting out that much amount of money with that much of a commitment because they haven't they haven't really said that specifically yet. But that's what they're strongly alluding to in in these statements that we keep hearing from Scott Boris, Ken Rosenthal, sport the Sports Illustrated article. I forget who it was, who who put that? Oh, uh, Verducci, Tom Verducci, Tom Verducci. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what they're all kind of alluding to that the Giants basically got cold feet here after a couple days of thinking about it and if that if that's true they need to come out and fucking say it they, i don't think they will man you, you know i've been saying this they, I, I i don't think they will either but they are do they were doing that at the risk of alienating their entire fan base cuz at some point at some point this is what i mean this is what happens before season starts there will be a press conference. There will be emails promoting and pushing. It's, all, it's already happened, really, with pushing yeah. t- ticket packages and season tickets, and people are laughing at all over Twitter and be like, "Are you fucking kidding me, really, guys? You know, like, are, is this, is this a joke? You know." So, at some point, that conversation or not conversation, that press conference, those so statements will come, and it will be long. It'll be drawn out, and it probably won't make any fucking sense. 
But basically what what they're going to try to tell us is that we made the right move here. You know, we trust our our our, our medical people. You guys are just too stupid to understand. And as a fan of this team my entire life, you know, I don't think we, we I don't I don't think I, I've ever felt so kind of like talking down to as a fan, like be, like tell like like you're 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 basically telling you like you're you're gaslighting your entire fan base. Say you know, saying saying that it's not it's not what it seems, it's not what you see. You know, this is what's really go- going on here. We're right. You're 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 wrong. See at the ballpark. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You know, you, you know, you you can only be told that you know it's raining while while you're getting pissed on for so long. That's that's not rain. It's piss, and it's coming down on the entire fan base right now. Well, let's start looking at big picture stuff here, because like I said, Farhan Zaidi was brought in to run this team. In November of 2018, shed contracts, build the farm, you know, great. And I think I think a lot of us in 2021 really bought in and said, okay, well, if this is what he's going to do, okay, then. And we, you know, get through 2022 and we realize, okay, well, maybe this isn't the path. And we need some everyday players. Uh, maybe we need to invest in some, you know, bullpen pieces, which they still haven't done this offseason. So, the team identity and direction, I think, and we've talked about this before. I this is going into year five of this front office, and I don't think we've been more further from an idea of what this team is trying to do, what this organization is trying to do. Because, in my opinion, and I know I, I'm pretty sure you share this with me because we've talked about it a lot. If we're really serious about, you know bringing guys in through the art, you know, up through the farm and you know, well, who has really come up through the fucking farm and produced because we know outside like Kyle Harrison's there in Sacramento now, and he's going to be up this year. Great. He looks like he could be the real deal, but still yet to be determined. Casey Schmidt's there, but he was never really a touted prospect until nope. this last year when he had a great year in the minors got, you know, kind of went through things quick. Great glove. But a question mark. Marco Luciano is going to probably start the year in double-A Richmond. He's supposed to be a star. Still hopeful about him. But outside of that, you have a ton of prospects that a lot of people don't know about outside of you know us serious fans that really follow the team and are interested in prospects and stuff like that. There are no real sure things in the system. And this is the fifth year of you drafting guys. You know, like... 2020, uh, Patrick Bailey. Well, he can't fucking hit in Eugene. Gets sent down to the complex. Heard he's, you know, he's got a great glove. That's great. But we need a guy that can hit. And until like that changes, like, and we're Joey Bart guys. Joey Bart, we feel like it's going to be fine, but he was drafted by Bobby Evans in 2018. 2021, you have Will Bednar, who was drafted, I believe, seventh overall. Mm-hmm. Um, he's dealt a little bit with injuries, but is wild and probably going to start the year in maybe Eugene. So he's a couple years away. And then this year, you know, Reggie Crawford, whatever. I mean, he's fresh. So, but it's not like they're absolutely nailing this draft. Hunter Bishop's hurt all the time. Um, I'm trying to think of guys that are, you know, drafted since Zaidi got here. Logan Wyatt. Logan Wyatt. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. Like, anyways, <laughs> so the farm. 
was getting better, had a big setback in 2022. So it's not like homegrown talent is like a for sure thing here. Mm-hmm. You shed the contracts. Then you say, hey, we're going to spend money this offseason. You've really failed to bring in any. There's no stars here. There are none, no stars on this <laughs> roster at all. No, no. The biggest piece you bring in, who we like, Mitch Haniger. But come on, let's be real. He's like a B minus type player he's in Mitch, today's game. He's, he's Mitch Haniger. He's Mitch exactly. Haniger. Which, again, we talked about last week. If Correa was here, the other signings seemed nice. But now it's like your biggest your biggest player you brought in was Mitch Haniger. And there are no stars left. There are no stars. There's not enough assets in this organization to trade. It, I, would, I wouldn't even trade any of the prospects now because, you know, what's there for now and next year? Like it, and we'll, and we'll get into that too in a second. But like, what are your thoughts on this identity and direction? I know it was a long answer on my part, but like, <laughs> how do you feel about this? Um, you, you know what? I'm at the point now where I'm saying, fuck it and just bring everybody up as soon as you can. Let's let, let let's see, and if and if nothing else, let's let's let other teams see, you know what's going on. Because I'll prospect, move this up here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Pro, I mean prospects are prospects. There, there's no such thing as a, as a sure thing. Um, you and I are both very pro. Um, let's trade prospects for proven talent. You know that's what it's the Giants don't typically do that. Um, you know, kill I mean Caleb Killian. You know, help bag Bryce Harper and Bryce Harper, Chris Bryce. Yeah. Where that where that come from? Yeah, you bring yeah. them up when you don't want to. I forget to bring them up when I want to. All right, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, Caleb Killian, who's doing a great job over there, you know, in the Cubs organization, who actually got to the bigs last year. Um, yeah, he held back Chris Bryant, and that was great. But what that lead to? Chris Bryant walks <clears> in seven seven for one eighty from Colorado, and at the time, I think we're like, oh, that's good thing the Giants didn't do that. Right now, it doesn't seem too fucking bad, but um. But yeah, I I, th- I think it's just it's just time to since like you said you have no stars, you have no reason for anybody to want to go to that ballpark in a couple months. There's 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 no reason to go. You know, Mitch Haniger is a good story. The guy has one fucking testicle and he can hit 39 home runs. That's incredible. And we love Brandon Crawford. We love Logan Webb starts. We love watching Camilo Duvall throw 105 mile, you know miles per hour. You know, whenever the Giants have a lead. But other than that. There, there are no draws to going to that park. So, let's, not a sexy team. Yeah, it's not a sexy team. Like jo- Jock Pearson's cool. You know, he's a local guy. You know, just like Mitch Han- Mitch Han- local guy too. I, and Farhan Farhan basically admitted in that whatever interview that was, I think it was with Slusser a few weeks ago, that no, the Giants kind of zero in on homegrown talent because supposedly it's hard to get players to come here. That's a fucking ex- that's an excuse and a half. That I never, I didn't ever want to hear from my president of baseball operations, but it is what it is. But, yeah. but yeah, there's zero, there is zero draw to this team. So sooner rather than later, I would like to see these guys who are still around come spring training and in AAA. Hell, I mean, even a guy like Elliot Ramos, you, you don't, you, you don't think, you don't think he's part of the future. I don't think he's part of the future. But maybe, perhaps, there's a team out there who thinks. He, he, he could be a fit there. or We need to find out. Yeah, we, we need to find out. Sean Jelly, same thing. What's he going to do? What's he going to do down, down in AAA? Nothing. Last year, yeah, he got a shot when he came up, but they never let him start. And he's a starting pitcher. They let him come in in the second inning and pitch the third and the fourth and then yank him. Like, you have to give these guys a real shot and 
have them be desirable to other organizations to see how they how they handle real situations because you and i both know only teams like the giants and the fucking rays do this opener bullshit so there, there there there's no other there's no other way to advertise these players down to AAA. And if and Keith haven't been paying attention, and you know, and you and I have these guys, Jelly, Ramos, guys like that, they haven't been doing so well in AAA. But in AAA. you know what? But you but but you know what? You are out of time with these guys, so you might as well push them to the forefront, let them audition a little bit, and just see what you see what you can get for them. So that I think that's got to be the direction of the team in 2023 because that because you have nothing nothing else going for you and I'll tell you what man like you get guys like Wilmer Flores, Jock Peterson, Mitch Haniger in a room with with no cameras and you, and you ask those guys, "Hey, if you'd have known this offseason was going to go like this, would you have resi- would you have came back here?" They'd all say or I mean Mitch Haniger's case come from come, come from the outside they they don't they'd all say no who who the, who 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 wants to get like at, like we talk about fan fest sometimes on opening day who wants to get rolled out there like they're centerpieces of of a team when they're all here on one two three year contracts and they know the entire goddamn fan base is pissed that Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa Dansby Swanson Trey Turner these guys, all these guys, Justin Verlander, all these guys who they all wanted are are not here because ownership pretty clearly was too scared to pony up the dough. Yeah, and I'm like you said, we're both uh, it, we liked in particular to be specific. We've both followed guys like an Elliot Ramos through the system, the liked Martin. them a lot, but in the last year or two, flamed out, can't hit mm-hmm. AAA pitching. Um, obviously the way they used him up and down a couple of times last year makes me think that they're not taking him serious either, but yeah, at this point, let him play, you know, what are you if, doing? If, yeah. let's see, you know, give him a couple weeks. And if he's doing fine, bring up Casey Schmidt's ass, put him at third base. Let's see how he can, cause we know the glove will probably play. Let's see if he can hit major league pitching fine. This year needs to become a find out year about what assets you have in the farm system, because there's not a lot of them. A lot of people think that there's a lot of assets in this organization. Well, you know what? I bet if you ask around the league, you're going to hear Luciano. Yeah. Harrison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it's like Schmidt. Well, he had one good year, but we don't know much about him. And yeah. then there's, well, Luis Matos. Well, he had a good 2021, but he had a good 2000 or he had a bad 2022. Besides that, there's nobody on this, in this system. That's like from the outside, people are like, oh yeah, you know, like I would trade him, blah, blah, blah. And like you said, we are all for trading prospects because one of their promise and potential, because that's what all prospects are. And if you can get a proven piece for them, you do it. Um, Now it makes no sense to trade any prospects because you don't have proven stuff here on the major league level. So, you know, you got to give these guys a shot. Um, And it kind of leads into, you know, one of our last points and this one is really important important for me and i know it is for you as well the impact of losing how this went down carlos correa finally the giants get their guy they finally get their star star bat the biggest free agent signing since barry bonds and that's not being dramatic that is that is a fact 
This guy was going to be here for the next 13 years. He's going to be the face of the franchise. He's going to be the magnet that brings in other guys in the future, other stars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe not a ton of them, but maybe next year it's one and the next year it's another. And then boom, you got a handful of stars. Then you, you know, you have your everyday players and then you can mix in some platoon pieces like the long-term stuff. Maybe a prospect or two pans out the long-term vision as a fan, even the organization, you're like, okay, like I could see this. The giants could be contenders again in two years, like real contenders. Yeah, absolutely. The way this all goes down, uh, like we said at the beginning, unprecedented. And we knew, and we were saying that um, the Giants will have to outbid other teams. And in regards to Aaron Judge, they ended up giving the same contract offer that he accepted to go back to New York with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You know, like, that sucks. You know, John Heyman, we thought we had him. But I don't think everybody was like pissed off with the Giants that they missed out on Judge. Like it was pretty clear that Judge wanted to go back to New York. Giants did pretty much everything they could do. Yeah. With this particular one, you know, I know the Mets came on late uh, before he agreed with the Giants. Uh, they absolutely blew Minnesota's offer out of the water. They gave him three more years. They gave him, I think it was 65 more million dollars over those three years. Mm-hmm. And he agreed. And, and of course we haven't even mentioned his name, Scott Boris client, um, you know, who could be difficult to work with, you know, you're going to end up paying more years, more money, but the giants did it. It even sounded like, you know, from what we've heard the last couple of days, Scott Boris was excited for Carlos to come here. And for once, I think like, we're not like, Oh fuck. Uh, Scott Boris, he's an asshole. Like, you know, you have to take everything that Boris says with a grain of salt, but I think of the stuff that we're hearing him say in the last 24 to 48 hours, I think he's actually telling the truth. Um, Correa wanted to be here. And how things went down with the physical, we're blaming an old-ass injury from before he was even a major leaguer. And, yes, to sum things up, we think that they they got cold feet. They're backing out. They don't want to give this guy this much money over that many years. What the fuck ever. It's going to take more than just money now. Like the ramifications of what just happened the last couple of days for the foreseeable future, as at least as long as this ownership and front office, you know, are together, this management. Yes. It doesn't like, like people were talking about, oh, well, maybe Otani next year. No, the fuck not. No, 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 no. Why is Shohei Otani going to come here by himself next year where there's no draw with this team? Not even a Brandon Crawford like vet guy, like, hey, San Francisco, I love it. This is my life. There's nothing here. So don't get your hopes up and hold your breath about Shohei Otani coming here. I think the Giants could offer him 10 years, 50, $500 million next year, and he'd probably take the same deal or even a little less to go somewhere where, you know what, there's direction and they uh, aren't looking to back out of a long term contract. This the ramifications and the you know the issues that the last couple of days have caused are gonna go on for a while. And it's scary because to sum things up, I don't you know, most times in this situation, someone's gonna be the fall guy, someone's gonna resign, someone's gonna get let go, fired, whatever. Yeah. I don't think Farhan's going anywhere, and I know this is a contract year, but I still fully anticipate that he gets re-upped and he's brought back, whether it's him or not. Again, we're pairing them together. I'm 100% with you. I'm not blaming ownership. I'm not blaming far. I'm, I'm blaming all of them. Well, because we, we we don't know. They won't say. We really don't know. Yeah. They, they won't say. 
and, and and after the interview, I guess, or the Zoom meeting he had with the players tonight, Farhan's the fall guy. He's taking the blame for it, which could be, but, you know, it's not his dollars. Yeah, and right. yeah. uh, so, again, we're going to stick to blame everybody in the front office, including ownership. But, yes, back to my point, the ramifications of this is going to affect free agency um, so bad over the next couple years that, the Giants, I, I, I don't think even outbidding other teams is going to matter. They're not going to be able to bring in free agents after this. They're not. Uh, yeah, man, you, you you said it all right there. I don't really know what else to add. But they just, yeah, I don't know where you go from here with this particular ownership and Farhan. I, it is so mucked up now to where... I don't even think the Giants are going to be on any. I mean, I mean, any front guy, you know, premier player. Why would the Giants be on their radar at at all? You had Carlos Correa in the hotel, pumped up to go to the ballpark and get introduced as the fucking top signing since Barry Bonds for for this organization, ready to roll, and you tell him, "Nah, we're good, we're fine." Or you tell his agent that about something that you see on, on a on a physical that nobody else has really seen or taken seriously. Like how I I I, I truly I don't know, Doug. I don't know what they do from here. I, I I I really don't know. And they the only thing they can do is like we just talked about. Bring up the young guys. Yep. Pray, pray to God that some of them catch fire, a la you know the Oakland A's teams from from a couple years ago with Cespedes and Matt Chapman and, and guys like that. And to where oh, we can accidentally you know kind of run into a kick ass team, kind of like they well, kind of like the Giants did in twenty twenty one, where all the platoons and everything you do everything works. worked out, everything yeah. works like the 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 analytics didn't lie one time. I I, I mean I was jo- I was joking earlier when we were all texting, but like at, at this rate, you know, the best the Giants can hope for is to have a nice little year while they're I mean forget them being worth over three billion dollars as a franchise, but that's irrelevant. Yeah, it's irrelevant now. So the only the only cool thing that happened is if. The Giants somehow put together like a like a Moneyball two type of scenario where they're paying nobody and somehow win, you know, the division or something, or you know, win a playoff series. That because uh, other than that, man, like they have nowhere else to go here with these current people. They are that their reputations are so shredded now, and the fact that they haven't said a word nobody has rallied to get in front of a camera and explain their side of this. And I mean, it is, I've never seen anything this bad in all the sports, dude. I I, I really, I've never, I, I, I've been trying, you know, I've been trying to be like, okay, well this happened that one time that was pretty bad. And they, and they, and they came back from it. Well, no, that wasn't actually, that wasn't as bad as this. And well, maybe when they, no, 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 that wasn't as bad either. Like, I just I, I I don't know like like I said earlier Scott Boris represents damn near all the premier talent in baseball 
why why in God's name, <laughs> you know, would he be calling Greg Johnson, Farhan, and Pete Petula anytime soon about anything? Like at the at the end of the day, he gets 12 for 315 from the Mets. He had he the Giants agreed to 13 and 350. I was just gonna and say the, he and, had and another the, year and, and 35 yeah. no more. And and, and Scott got, Boris said, Hey, let's go this way. Let's go cheaper. Okay, like and, and and he was he was straight up. He said, Hey, I had to do what's best for my client, and and I gave the Giants this amount of time, and they never got back to me and said, Okay, well, I had to start talking to other teams, I have other offers, and they said, We don't know who said this, but somebody said, Fine. And, that's fine yeah and and w- when i heard when i heard that when that report got out i'm like okay now now somebody's gonna come out and be like no that's bullshit that's not what happened no nobody's done that and you know <laughs> you know I, I, don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know because i've seen some people like on twitter say like well obviously boris had been talking to cohen and uh this was kind of like already set up as a backup plan which hey you know what maybe well, well, Boris Maybe. can do that. Boris because, do that. because, you know, it, Carlos is a free agent, so he can go wherever the hell he wants. Yeah. And uh, I know, like like, like I said earlier, um, Boris had been talking to Steve Cohen, you know, the guy who runs the Mets, owns the Mets, uh, at the end of his journey, where like right, right up to where the Giants agreed with him, it was towards the end. You know, it might have been like a day or two where they were in contact with each other. Correa eventually went with the Giants. And so... Then uh, we hear like, well, like how did how did Boris uh, hook up with Cohen in such a, a quick manner? Well, the longer that we hear, oh, uh, something came up in the physical, and we have to postpone this press conference. Well, without anybody knowing anything outside of that hotel or office, wherever it happened, you know, Correa's value starts to slowly diminish because some other teams are thinking, well. Um, you know, maybe there's something really up with him and, you know, maybe he's not worth that 13, 350. Not that anybody thinks he is, but that's what the market was going for mm-hmm. because the Giants said it and that's what he was agreed to. Right. So I think the longer that the day goes on and, you know, like if we get to today and this deal falls through, but he doesn't go to the Mets, like who knows? Correa could be just trying to get a 10 year deal, trying to get 300 million or 280, you know, something like that. Right. And, you know, Boris is like, hey, look, on everything, like, there's nothing seriously wrong with him. Look, he, he's played most of the last three years. The Twins offered him, who he was just previously with, just to, to a 10-year deal to stay there in Minnesota. Like, the guy is healthy. He's ready to go. And, you know, if if we can work out a deal, like, we're out of San Francisco and we'll head to New York. And that's what happened. That's what happened. I don't know exactly the specific details, but I guarantee you that it's something along those lines. And so, you know, I've had this up here on the video for a couple minutes now. Like, now what? Yeah, we kind of already touched on it. Look, I a lot of people are saying that they want to see and they think that eventually the Giants are going to come out and go and do further details about this and maybe admit, like, what happened. And here's the thing. I don't want to hear them come out and say we fucked up, but you know what? Like out of like, I don't, I don't even know how to say this. Like just if they did, it would be like, all right, well, at least we know that they fucked up, you know, and they know it. 
I mean, it wouldn't change how I feel about anything, but it would, it would be done, you know, but you got to be realistic. This team's not The Dodgers and the Padres are going to rule the West. Um, you know, other teams in the National League got better. Uh, the, the Phillies are better. The Mets are hella better. Um, I mean, the Cardinals are still good. There are a lot of good teams in the National League. The Giants did not get hardly any better, if at all. And um, it's going to be a rough year. So, yeah, let the fucking young guys play. Let's see what we have. And... My God, the, the the identity and the direction of this team needs to take a huge turn. Um, if you, you know, and we didn't even talk about like the fan base tonight. Um, and people are all, everywhere on social media. Like I'm not even going to any games this year. I'm not going as far to say that, but I get it. I get it. Um, you know, because there's there's not much to watch. So, yeah. Here's here's where I stand on that. I know I know we're we're going a bit long here, but I really don't give two shits. <laughs> when when ownership does what 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 that what they just did, made these promises, said this and that. Oh be oh be patient. You know what whatever. You know this is the off season we've been waiting for, and this and that like, and nothing comes of it. And you you actually you finally you you get a premier player in the door that wants to be here and you back out and you want to claim, you want to tell the fan base, they haven't said it yet, but they were going to hear in a, you know, sooner rather than later, I have to imagine that, Oh no, winning's our top priority. No, it's fucking not this. And when, when you're people like you and me who have followed this team religiously, since we were little, you know, we want, you know, I think we deserve, you know, just, you know, just a bit of, you know, straightforwardness and honesty about what's, what's going on here. You, you, you know, like we're the ones who go to the ballpark and pay 20 bucks a beer and pay 50 bucks to park and do, and and do all this stuff just because we, we love baseball and we love the giants. But if you're, if you were op- openly, te- you know, just telling us, or, I mean, not, I shouldn't say openly cause they're doing like they're they're saying they care about winning, but their actions say, say say you know say the exact opposite. You know, don't insult our intelligence here, man. You know, just tell us, like, hey, we we want to win, but we want to win with the guys that we draft, and free free agency for us is not gonna be is not gonna be in the cards. The only way we're gonna win here is if we do it through our system, through the draft, and through trades. Just fucking say that be honest with a loyal fan base because the giant i i'd venture to say that you know know, the giants fan base you know is 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 pretty deep you know i mean the sellout streak that they had at you know pack bell sec at&t oracle that went on for so long i mean that mean that shit doesn't happen to baseball you know that's stuff that like cardinals fans do and that's that's and that's in the in the middle of America where there's nothing else to do. So, like, Giants fans are loyal to the fucking core. So the least the this ownership can do, or the, well, honestly, the least they can do right now is sell the fucking team. But if you're that's not gonna happening. if you're not gonna sell the team, please be honest about what what you're doing here, because if nothing else, please don't insult our intelligence any more than you already have. Great points. 
and I think uh, I think we got it out, even though, you know, yeah, we're still pissed off and still upset how this went down. Um, yeah, but I think it's safe to say uh, Rob and I are going to take the rest of the year off. So, uh, hey, happy new year. Have a great, uh, great holiday season. Enjoy it. Um, you know, I'd say don't let this bring you down and, but you know, let it bring you down. Like, remember this and remember like how pissed off it made you because, um, what just happened to you as a Giants fan is historic and it's unprecedented. Like we said, it's never happened before and God, because this happened, it'll probably never happen again. So we're the anomaly and we're the victim of it. Doug, so. Doug, Doug, before we wrap up, let me ask you one question. If somebody would, would have told you back in like 2000, before the 2010 season started, hey, if I can guarantee you the Giants will win three World Series here in the next five years, but this is going to happen later on, would you have agreed to it? Yes. Yeah, me too. 100%. That's the I'll only be- thing that that's the only thing that's getting me through. You could have told me if it was one. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, and you and I have thrown around the uh, the term "paying the piper," and I, I think we thought we we're just getting out of it. No, nope. we're still fucking paying the piper. So, nope, nope, nope. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're a really young fan of this team, I'm sorry. <laughs> but hey, uh, listen, we'll, we'll see you after the new year. Um, it's been a great year for the Say Hey podcast. We, you know, got to join Believe in the last couple months. Uh, we're grateful for that. So, although it seems, and this is dramatic, like there are dark days ahead for this Giants organization. Um, you know, it only just gets brighter for the Say Hey podcast. So, uh, yeah. you know, that was very cliche and cheesy, but whatever. Hey, at the, we're, end, at, at the end of the day, we're team content. We are. We are. And um, you know you're going to be entertained when you listen or watch us. So uh, we won't let you down for that. So happy new year for Say Hey Doug and Say Hey Rob. Until next time, let's not fuck up anymore. Go Giants. Don't fuck up. Go Giants. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.